Hallelujah. Let's all stand together. Pick up your Bibles, please. Wave them around. Make Jesus glad. Devil mad. Live stream audience, get your Bibles out. Let's say this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm so glad to be here. The first Sunday of 2020. I have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to me. I'm teachable. I need to be taught and have a fresh perspective of what you're doing in these days. I'm all in. I'm fully involved and engaged. I'm not standing on the sidelines. I'm a participator in kingdom business. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 29 and also Hebrews 11. Proverbs 29.2, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. And then in Hebrews chapter 11, I wonder how many times I've preached out of this chapter. God only knows. But we'll start reading with verse 32. This is the hall of fame of faith. All the way through it says by faith or by an act of faith. The patriarchs received. Hebrews 11.32. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and David also and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong. Out of weakness were made strong. Waxed valiant in the fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. I want you to look at verse uh, 33, where it says wrought righteousness. By faith they wrought righteousness. In the Amplified it says that they administered justice. By faith they administered justice. And so today I wanted to just uh, share a message entitled, The USA, Our Greatest Year Yet. Amen. Some of you got that. The others are going, oh me, I thought it was World War III. But it's not World War III. I'm here to tell you. Thank God for our president. And we ought to rejoice when the righteous rule. You're calling him righteous. He's been so, well, I, you know, I can't say that everything in his life has been perfect as yours. I'm going to say this. He's been married three times. This is his third wife. And they seem to be very happy. They've been married a long time. And I don't know, he's got something going for him because he has a great relationship with all of his children yes. by three women. That's not easy. And he's got a, and nobody's writing a book. His first wife, nor his second wife, nor his third wife is writing a book, a tell-all. 
And so, you know, I don't know. He's got something on the ball. Let's quit looking down our nose like so many other people that are calling themselves Christians. No, they're Pharisees is what they are. And uh, let's, let's rejoice. I mean, he loves this. First of all, he loves God. It's obvious. He loves his wife and family. He loves this nation. He loves Israel. He loves the church. He loves the unborn. You know, he was just in Miami at a big church there and didn't, uh, didn't say a lot about the pastor, but the pastor's name is Guillermo Maldonado, and uh, he's a friend of Hank Kuhneman. And I, and I went to Miami. Gladys and I were in, I think we were in Fort Lauderdale for a few days just kind of resting. And uh, he had built this big, huge church, and I wanted to go see it. it seats 5,000 people. He's got a huge Cuban group of Cubans that go there. I mean, you talk about wild. And they speak in tongues in Spanish. I don't know. It's, it's hard to know when they're speaking in tongues or when they're just <laughs> talking. But anyway. <laughs> President Trump went there yes. and had a rally. Yes. And then you had a, a, a black pastor, a woman, got up and said, I, I, I don't care what they say about me. I... I our president, he has my support. He, he's doing more for us than anybody's ever done. They talk about it, but he does it. Uh, there's going to be a huge surprise. I mean, he's delivering on his promises in spite of the coup attempt by the swamp and the news media and the Democrat Party. And, uh, oh, pastor, you're getting into that. I wish you wouldn't say that. Well, I mean, I've just got confidence, which means all outspokenness. And I carry myself, and you can either get on my team or not. It doesn't matter. Bunch of you on my team. I'm glad. He's the best president we've had as far as I can tell. And his policies play a part in the 2020 being the greatest year yet. I mean, you know, it, 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 look at the Supreme Court. Look, look at the justices it, that he, he's redoing the judiciary. And I'm telling you, the Democrats are absolutely, that's why they're coming unglued. Because their only way to get their agenda through is by having these judges that are nuts. That find things in the Constitution that aren't there. That's how we got abortion. They found something in the Constitution that's not there. They just make it up. And so that we're going to see more of it. We're going to see more and more of it as long as they get anything. And it, it's really the church is going to have to rise up in November and, and make sure that we uh, have a man in there like him that's going to administer justice. And he just got through administering justice. in a pretty direct way. And he's not through. Now you can, you can rest assured there's going to be a lot of naysayers and people accusing him of this and accusing him of that, but let's just stay strong. Let's stay uh, in, in support uh, of our president. You know, uh, 
when God began to call me into this regional center and began to unfold what it meant, uh, you know, I'll be honest, I didn't know what it meant. I mean, I knew it was executive, legislative, and judicial power, like a governmental type thing. You know, his government's upon his shoulders. The shoulders are in the body. And so the, the, the reason that, that America is in the trouble it's in is because the church abdicated its responsibilities and voted for people, which means every time you vote, what you're doing is you're transferring your authority to who you vote for. So when you transfer your authority to somebody that believes in abortion, hates Israel, hates God, uh, hates this country and wants to re redo history like Obama did, he did great damage to this country, great damage. And look how quickly it was, it was turned around with just a few executive orders. We didn't even have, I mean, his first two years, our president didn't even have a, a Congress that would cooperate with him. People like Paul Ryan and all the rest of the swampy, you know, chickens. I'm glad they're gone. Keep flying. I hope you fly someplace else, you know, just keep flying. Oh, that's right, chickens can't fly. All right. Well, run there. Run as fast as you can. But anyway, I didn't understand what it was. But, but uh, you know, over the period of time, you know, Billy Brim helped me understand about ju judgment and the role the church plays in judgment and how we can pray. And when we pray, God is able to move. It's, it's like God needs permission to do anything on this earth. We didn't think God is sovereign, but no, he gave all of his sovereignty and authority to us and our, and our sovereignty of God is in our mouth. Now we're not God, he's God, but we, we, we have to speak what he's speaking on earth for it to happen. And this is what didn't happen for all, you know, we let the, the church let, let the devil steal, uh, you know, the Bible out of school a prayer out of school, and the next thing you know, we have abortion, and the next thing you know, we have all this alphabet soup. All of this is by virtue of the fact that we abdicated our responsibility through the voting booth or not voting. I mean, for God's sake, we have to vote, folks. Half of Christians are not registered to vote, and the ones that are registered to vote, only half of them vote. So guess what? Only 25% of people who say that Jesus is their Lord vote. That's got to change. That's got to change. But at any rate, when I began to learn these things, began to, to, to stick my toe in that water, and I began to get the, the you know, <laughs> the splash back and I learned just how how precious all people's little political opinions are they need to change they you get your political opinions lined up with the word of God it's the only thing that's worth anything so anyway um one of the things that God showed me is about Israel and 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 how far we had it drifted away from Israel why Israel is important Israel is the greatest uh, signboard that Jesus is coming soon. And, and he, you know, he still will bless those who bless Israel and he'll curse those. And God doesn't have to curse you. You just get on the wrong side of his word and the curses are automatic. It's not that God has to say, knock down the World Trade Center. No, God didn't say that. But God could not protect our nation. And so they knocked it down. That's, that's how it works. 
I said, that's how it works. And so during those years, God began to show me all of the things that we needed to do as a church. And we started doing them. And I'm telling you, things are becoming perfected so that this year we're going to see greater and greater influence right from this, from this place. And that's just God. That's all it is. So anyway, uh, learning about uh, the end times and how a lot of what we're seeing is, is, is prophecies being fulfilled. And Billy just had a blog on this the other day. She said, you know, is this World War III? Well, no, I don't believe it is, and I don't either. Uh, but uh, uh, it could be the beginning of Ezekiel 38 and 39. That's her opinion. She says that. It's not written in stone. I don't believe that. I believe it's just, I believe it's birth pangs, okay? It's nothing but birth pangs. What we're seeing in the Middle East is just birth pangs. Jesus said you're going to have these things. And what's birth pangs? Well, contractions until the birth of a baby is born. And what is the birth of the baby? Final judgment. The church leaving. The Antichrist rising up simultaneously. If those, those of you believe in tribulating, I'll leave y'all behind to tribulate. I'm getting out of here before it starts. But there's, there's shaking going on. And so anyway, uh, in Galveston the other night, it was uh, on the 2nd of January. I'd gotten there that, mo that to about noon and checked in the hotel and just prayed all afternoon. And, and as I said, I meditated on all the, that word. I listened to all of the ministry on it and uh, was praying and looking at my Bible and I went outside on the balcony. It rained all day, just a gentle rain, wasn't any thunderstorms. And finally that night it started clearing up a little bit, not as foggy, not as misty. And you could see offshore five, 10 miles, you could see the lights of, the, of, the, of those tankers out there anchored, you know. And when I picked up my binoculars, you could see them out there, even though it's dark. And there was a little thunderstorm off to the southwest of my hotel room, about five, ten miles offshore, and it wasn't a big one. When I saw the lightning, it flashed, and then it, it would flash, you know, and then quit. It didn't come all the way across the sky. And, uh, you know, Jesus said the coming of the Son of Man is like lightning. It's going to go from the east to the west all the way across. It's, it's not going to be. I mean, a lot of people are going to see it. But that's not what this was. And so I, and I didn't think anything about it being prophetic or anything. I just was watching. It was kind of pretty, reflecting off the water and reflecting off the clouds. And uh, it, would, it would just go like that, kind of blink a couple of times. I couldn't hear the thunder. It was too far away. And so finally, after about 15 minutes, it kind of hit me. I said, this is just, I don't think I've ever sat and watched this for this length of time. This is kind of a first-time thing. Let me go back here and see what's going on. So I got on the internet and opened Breitbart and I found out that the president had annihilated and eliminated Soleimani, General Soleimani, who is the head of the Al-Qud Iranian forces, terrorist. And he has been for 20 years. Al-Qud, Q-U-D, means Jerusalem, in case you didn't know that. I mean, their dream is to destroy Tel Aviv. They want to preserve Jerusalem because they, even though they, they never had a mosque until that thing was built way late. I mean, really, uh, Muhammad had nothing to do with Israel, had nothing to do with Jerusalem. 
Nothing. But they've come back now and they've planted that golden dome there and all of that. It's just fake. It's all fake. Their whole, their whole thing is a lie that they have a claim to the land. They have no claim. Amen. You better understand that. Because if you don't understand that, you can be talked into anything. Right. Stick with the Bible. Yes. Amen. So the commander of the Iranian Al-Qud forces, Suleimani and several others of his leaders who had been involved with the attack on our embassy. They crossed over in the green zone. Iraq did nothing. Iraq is controlled by Iran. Iraq's government is beholden to Iran. They, they're not gonna do anything to help us. If we hadn't done something, I'm telling you right now, we would have had a repeat performance of 1979 when they took our embassy in Tehran or when they killed our ambassador in Benghazi. You had Obama that did nothing. You had Clinton that did nothing. And they left that poor guy be killed. And those, and those guys, those, and they, they were ex-Navy SEALs. And they were ordered a stand-down order. I've listened to both of them uh, testify what, what they went through. And they had a stand-down order. And they said, we're not going to stand down. Our, our, he's going to be killed if we don't go. And they went and sacrificed their life. Two of them did killed by a mob, and the whole thing was a lie. Susan Rice, biggest liar, and of course, Clinton's a liar. All of them lied. Obama lied. He was hip deep in the whole lie. You need to know these things. So our president, he's got, he's got some eyes on the ground. The, 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 the idea is that he doesn't like the CIA, he doesn't like the FBI, doesn't like intelligence. Well, he's listening to somebody because he found out what their plans were. Man, we have got some crack spies. We know exactly where Suleiman, his plane landed in Baghdad, okay? He got out of the plane, walked over the tarmac, got into the car, they drove about 100 yards, and kaboom. The drone was waiting, circling. He's there, he's there, Mr. President. His plane just landed, he's getting out of the plane. Okay, he's in the car, fire one. Well, it just took one. One missile from that, from that drone annihilated him. So they're parading his body out, whatever's left of The only thing left of his body, from what I understand, was a hand and a ring on it. So I guess it's, they scooped it all up and put it in a casket. And they're going around parading the casket, and everybody's going crazy. Rage, death to America, death to America, death to Israel. And, uh, and we've got all the chicken littles in our country worried about World War III. They don't have the ability to wage. They don't have nukes. They've got some ineffective missiles. And we're on red alert. I mean, just try it. Well, he's trying to get us in a war. No, he's defending our embassy. And he's saying, look, you, you make Anybody die, an American, and, and so week before last, an American contract. They keep saying a contractor. Well, he was an American. Yes. See, a contractor means he worked for us. He's on our side. He's over there doing a job we're paying him to do, and he got killed, and, and our president said, okay, you kill one of us, and we're going to hurt you. Amen. He, let, he let everything go by when they were stopping the, sh the, the boats and in the Straits of Hormuz. He doesn't care 
if the oil goes to $100,000 a barrel, we have our own oil. Does it matter? We're not dependent on their oil. Who's going to be hurt? Well, Germany, France, France, excuse me, France, and England. And they were all mad that he did what he did. Oh, well, you know, they're, they're mad because they hit him in the pocketbook. They don't want to pay anything for all our protection. Are y'all with me now? I'm, I'm keeping you up to date. This is the greatest year yet because our president is not afraid to administer justice. Now, he just killed Baghdadi a couple of months ago. Baghdadi was the head of ISIS. Y'all remember? And they're all saying, ooh, that was very unseemly. Why did you say that? You shouldn't say that. What did the president say? He said he was begging for his life. And we killed him in the safe house. He was in a safe house. We found him and we executed him. Oh, that's so, that's so barbaric. Well, Trump, you're no, what side are they on? So I'll tell you, there's no, there's no question what side they're on. They're on every side except America's. That's what side they're on. <laughs> oh. Nothing left but the ring on his hand. <laughs> Had a picture of his hand with his ring. Saw that picture. They, they picked it up out of their files. It's a really pretty ring. Hate to see it go to waste. But anyway. Why did he say kill begging for his life? Because the Islam, they believe in the strong God wins. That's what you have to understand. Islam is based on and strong God wins. And so when anytime they get defeated in battle, it's unnerving to their faith. They get, they get way down and then they go into a rage. They go crazy and they say, we're, and they say all these things. They have all this verbiage. We're going we're gonna to attack. We've got 31 targets. And, <laughs> and, and he said this morning early, he said, well, well I've got 52 targets. In Iran. I wonder if one of them is the Ayatollah's living room. That would be a target, wouldn't it? Maybe one of those missiles going right down his chimney. Well, you know, if you're, some of you are too young to know this, but I remember when Reagan sent a cruise missile to uh, uh, Beirut and uh, uh, who was the guy? Gaddafi uh, had been a real nemesis. I mean, he'd shot down a jet. I mean, he, uh, people on, innocent civilians. I mean, he was nuts until the cruise missile killed one of his family, wounded him, annihilated his house, and suddenly he's like a trained puppy. I mean, he is just very cooperative in America. I mean, he was really ready to cooperate from that day forward. You see, because he's not that big an Islamist, he's basically just, he was just a bully. That's all he was. He wasn't really based on Islam. It's based on him. That's right. But these guys are different. They are eat up with this Islamic jihad. In 1979, when they attacked the embassy in under, and, and, and of course our president then was, was uh, uh, Jimmy Carter, and Roseland and Amy, and they were in the White House, and uh, he did nothing. 400 embassy personnel, and they held hostage, didn't do a thing. 
too afraid. Oh, we can't go over there. That's Iranian territory. We don't want to start a war. See, just hang you out to dry. Here you, you say yes to serving your country. You say yes to going overseas. You're, you're that's supposed to be a U.S. soil. Uh, they're in Tehran, and they, uh, they just disregard every uh, international law, and we're sitting there, and we're not doing anything. So what does that tell Islam? It says we're weak, and they're strong. So does that mean that they're going to change their behavior? No, they're going to accelerate their behavior. Their behavior becomes more aggressive. And if you'll, if you'll go back, they just kept on going and kept on going and kept. They've killed our 200-and-something Marines in, Trip, in, in, in Tripoli. They, they've... Uh, on and on. The USS Cole blew a hole in the side of that ship. 19 of our sailors died for nothing. And you just keep going on. At least between 600 and 1,000 servicemen with IEDs blown up, blown to smith. And no telling how many thousands have been wounded and are suffering even today because of this Solomone and the Ayatollahs. It's time that justice be administered. We don't have to have World War III. They talk a lot about death, but usually they're talking about somebody else dying, not them. They're glad for somebody else to strap a belt on and blow themselves up, but not them. Because when they die, oh, well, it's bad. Are you with me now? It's in World War III. And I don't believe it's leading to 38, Ezekiel 38, 39, because I believe that it's going to be after we're gone. It's too, di it's too huge a war for us to be here. We have authority. Amen. We pray. We're watchers. Just look at how God gives this country power and accuracy to know their whereabouts. And then we have somebody that's got courage in the White House that's not afraid and, and I was very interested to see that the Pentagon, they're saying, I don't know if it's true. See, this could be fake news. You can't really know the reports you're getting back if they're accurate or not. But, but what Drudge Report said, and I don't trust Drudge anymore because he's printing the other side a lot. Used to be he was printing our side more. But now, because of clicks, he's changed. Well, Breitbart's a little easier to read for me because they're more conservative. But uh, Drudge said that uh, the Pentagon was just mortified that he, took their that he took their intelligence and acted on it. They didn't expect him to do that. So if that's true, then we just still need to clean houses. Just swamp is all over the upper echelons of our government. Not just the Pentagon, but the upper echelons. We're seeing that play out. FBI, CIA, the upper echelons, especially the leftovers of Obama. Those guys are rotten to the core. So, but look at how we knew exactly where they were, when they're getting off the plane. And then the, 24 hours later, they, he killed another seven in another place just north of Baghdad. And so he's letting them know, you know what, we know where you're going, we know what you're doing, and we're going to kill you until you stop. So, you know, we don't know how far he'll have to go, but he might go all the way to Tehran. It's still not World War III. Well, why am you going through all this? Well, we have to pray for Mark 4, 22. Everything hidden comes to the light. Everything kept secret comes abroad. Because I'm convinced that we do have terror cells in America. 
We've had reports of prayer uh, uh, mats by the Rio Grande. I mean, they've, they've crossed at the southern border. And we have no way of knowing where they're at. There was no will to stop it during Obama. They just came across, and now they, they've come across in unprecedented ways. And our president's done everything he could politically to stop it, but he can't stop it all. And finally, the last thing has helped stop it is that he's making them hold over in Mexico. So uh, they've cut way back in the number of people coming across. But still, we are at risk from not just from poor people that want to pick our cotton. That's not what this is about. These are terrorists. This is MS-13. MS-13 is not like a gang running around the neighborhood, you know, uh, slashing your tires. This is a criminal enterprise. These people are animals. Oh, don't say animals. They're human beings. Well, I don't know. We could argue the point whether they are or not. They're horrible. Devil worshiping, devilized, demonized. They don't belong in this country, period, end of story. And yet they're here. Amen, are you with me now? So what do we do? Well, as a church, we need to get over all this religious, oh, well, you know, there's so many poor people. Well, I understand that, but what, what's, what's risky for our nation is having all these unchecked, un, we, we need people that fit the profile of people that can be a blessing to our country. Why would we want to just take everybody when they don't want to be a blessing? They want to take the blessing. Pastor, you sound so harsh. You're going to have to renew your mind to the Word of God. All I know is that in the Word of God, when nations invaded other nations without God's permission, they got cursed. God annihilated them. And this nation has borders for a reason. We have a border because God gave us this land. So we, we, it's our, it, our government has failed us in that they have not enforced our borders. And so, you know, all of this other stuff, I mean, you know, we can always talk about helping the poor. Well, we can help where they're at. And we do. Nobody helps more than we do. I mean, the, the side of every disaster, we're there. Where's everybody else? Well, they're not there. Germany's not there. Japan's not there. Oh, they'll send a five. They'll send five guys and get a bunch of publicity. We send five battleships. We send five aircraft carriers. Are you with me now? So part of our regional center mandate, getting to the point, is that we need to pray. Watch and pray over America and over Israel. And uh, this is affecting Israel because one of the things that that Iran can do is they can attack Israel. They're right there. They're right across the border. They're in Syria. They're in Iraq. I mean, they, it's easy for them. They're in Lebanon. They've got all their, their, uh, their contractors, if you want to call them that. They're right there in the area, and they can cross that border and wreak havoc on, on Israel. Isn't it funny that all the countries that are griping about this you know, mostly European, and you haven't heard a peep out of Israel. Israel's ready. Come across here, we're going to blow you up. They're ready. They stay ready all the time. They have to or they wouldn't be there. So watch and pray over America and Israel. I mean, it's really vital that we do that. So all of our prayer meetings coming up, we're going to spend some time praying 
over these situations. And then we ought to, to be, uh, uh, speak out like I'm doing right now. Speak out against terrorism and the regimes that sponsor it. Look at Nigeria. You know, you, you know they need a complete regime. Anybody that would allow this Boku harem to go, they'd beheaded a bride and her entire party just the other day on their way to being to the wedding. A Christian, they were Catholic. And, and that's an uh, Islamic like ISIS in Nigeria. Man, they need a regime. Whoever's in charge of Nigeria, they need, they need a different government so they can start enforcing their laws. Get rid of these horrible people that are doing that. They're slaughtering Christians in Nigeria. Africa has got all kinds of Russian cities being built, Chinese. The Chinese are building cities in Africa. Well, they're not there to do humanitarian outreach, I can tell you that. So there's a lot to look at in the world, and uh, we, we need to be speaking out against terrorism, against these evil regimes, and we need to support our leaders and especially our president and um, as they uh, administer justice. They're administering justice. So let's speak up for them. Let's vote for them, and uh, let's watch USA have the greatest year yet. Come on, lift your hands and receive today. Praise God. Everybody say 2020. 2020. USA. USA. Greatest year yet. Come on, let's rejoice. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Stand up. Let's stand up. Hallelujah. And do a little shouting this morning. Glory to God. 